some good games. Although not Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> not Shadow of the Colossus. All right. I was I was so mad when they didn't like update. Like when I saw that they were like the new like the HD version. When they're like it plays just like the original, just like you remember it. I was like, why? <laughs> when you're remaking the game, why aren't you fixing it? Um, uh. I was so mad. I was like really pumped because it looks amazing. It like the yeah, HD version it does. looks incredible. I bought it. Yeah, yeah, it looks unreal, like unreal. Yeah. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there, and Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. I like froze there for a quick second at the beginning. I was like, man, I forget how I do these intros. It's definitely been a while since we've uh, all three been together, especially for like just a standard episode. Mm -hmm. Like we did last time we were all three together was for the holiday or not the holiday, the three year uh, anniversary episode, which was, uh, yeah, we kind of dug into some more retro stuff on on that episode. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll get us started here. No need to preamble here more than I usually do. Um, but yeah, I, uh, did a stream actually earlier today and actually I've been having all sorts of computer issues, uh, in the hours since then, but during the stream I had no issues and I was checking out a game called, uh, Bell Boomerang and, uh, just a really fun kind of 2D run and gun, not run and gun so much, but kind of like a Mega Man Castlevania-esque platformer really has like, nice. it goes for that like 8-bit, like kind of feels like true 8-bit retro aesthetic like nes era but it definitely like it goes full widescreen sure i really love the aesthetic it's like one of those games that ha- but it does have like the menu bar on the bottom that has like your health and your like your status so it doesn't take like the real estate of the actual game like is covered up just a little bit on the bottom mm-hmm. uh but with cool like information that looks cool it's like a really stylish it's game like but Kirby's it even adventure does, almost it's very much Ooh. a kirby like even the palette the color palette's very like pastel and bright oh, nice but i was saying like after like the first level or two i was like oh yeah i was like because i, I kind of fired it up thinking like oh this feels like a good game to just play like during the day i think i jumped on it like a little bit after noon and i was like yeah this will just be like a leisurely retro kind of game uh and it'll be fun to <laughs> leisurely just kind of rip game. through <laughs> oh not at all this shit got so hard yeah. so fast but thankfully like there's some decisions that are like really generous in the sense that like the they're like if you hit a checkpoint once you hit that checkpoint you can die as many times as you want nice. but you'll keep respawning at that checkpoint but i think i got to like level five or six uh in the game like i played for maybe two hours or so and uh by the time i was getting to level whatever level i was on five or six like the checkpoints were few and mm. far between like really really spread out to the point where like I was like almost ready to give up on the last level that I beat before the end of the stream, but I was like, I can't like throw away that much progress. Right. Like I have to have to beat this stage, even though who knows if I'll actually end up going back to beat the game because I never beat any games these days. But I really was kind of sucked in. Like there's a few different power ups that you get that are a little bit more like you kill if you kill a purple enemy, it drops like a little berry or some kind of bell or something. I think it is a bell because it is bell boomerang after nice. all. Um, but you like, uh, pick that up and then you get a few different power ups, at least that I'm, that I've come across. Like you turn into like a pink, like rose colored version and you can like throw, pick up these cherries off the ground and throw them at enemies that can kill certain enemies that you couldn't kill before. Nice. Um, you can get like this water, like kind of mermaid suit that, that it's not so much a suit, but it's like a palette swap. But then like when you're in this like mermaid suit, your like hair is like damp down and wet. Like it has like a ton of little like details and just like little 
yeah, little nuances and stuff like that that are really nice. Like one of the levels actually started the third level. I think it was like starts out like again, for the most part, you're playing on these widescreen, but like NES style graphics. But then this level crops it in really tight and it's actually in the Game Boy perspective, like aspect ratio. And it even has like I think it says like Bell Boy or Bell something (laughs) on the bottom or Boomerang. That's great. It says something to that effect uh, underneath, like has the aesthetic. And then when you get to the second screen, like I love how it'll be like level one or actually I think it's scene one, act one. And then when you get to like clear that screen, like go through the door like you would in a Kirby game, uh, it's even it works just like that. Like you go through the door, then it'll be like uh, scene one, act two, and then you move on to that. That's so cool. in, on this particular stage, you uh, it actually turns into like a Game Boy Color level after that. And then oh. like like the palette starts popping in. And then at, as you like get through the level, there's like this one section where you're going across this moving platform. The whole screen actually expands into widescreen like while you're playing it. Wow. It's it, it was really, really cool. There were like a lot of little touches to detail. Um, just really cool enemy designs, really expressive, like character animations, really cool, like funny dialogue. Like there was like a little like kind of hub cafe world or it was actually like backstage area where you can like go and actually like after you clear uh, an area, like the enemies from that area will be hanging out in the backstage area. Um, and you can just like talk to them and they'll give you little tips and tricks or show you your stats for like how many times you've jumped in the game or how many (laughs) enemies you've killed or whatever. Like it was just like a really really well put together package and it did actually it is i know i was saying how hard it was it did have a a couple of difficulty settings that again i really love how it broke it down like it said retro setting retro is like you get two hp and it says like less platforms and enemies are more aggressive and then for um i think it was casual or normal or something like that it's like you get three hp and i think it just said like enemies are a little less common to see or so i I forget what it was but it like breaks it down so you really know like, I love when you because I hate when you have to make that decision. I don't think you can switch it after you start. Hmm. So I think it's like you can make a new save file, I guess. But, you know, it's not one of those where you can like tweak it on the fly. So I do like when you have to pick something up front when it gives you that information like this is the recommended difficulty or this is for experienced players. This is for people who are, you know, new to, you know, don't have that retro background or something. Right. Um, but, yeah, I was really impressed. Like the music was awesome. The graphics were awesome. I kind of. I don't know what I was expecting, but I, other than I wasn't expecting to get my ass handed to me like I did. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was a really cool game. I definitely the whole time I was thinking even uh, uh, our buddy Paradigm was hanging out in the stream nice. and he even mentioned he's like, I think Randall would like this game. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, you must he must listen to the podcast oh, yeah. here and there, because if he knows Randall's taste. Uh, um, he's, yeah, he's I was definitely thinking that the whole time as well. But yeah, it's got. It definitely has like those retro like there's one part where you're kind of climbing up a waterfall and the screen kind of locks or I don't think it was a waterfall, actually, but like kind of like the waterfall stage in Contra. Yeah. Where you're like, where if you fall down below the screen, you start dying. So yeah. it's, like, it's got those retro moments. But again, with the mostly lenient check back or checkpoint system, uh, other than the fact that they, you know, get spread out pretty far as you get further into the game. Like, but oh, I think the checkpoints were uh, closer together if you played on the, the normal nice. uh, difficulty. So. Yeah, or the the casual difficulty or whatever, but yeah, really cool game. The developer was also hanging out in the stream. It was just a just a fun time. I've been doing a bunch of streams here and there, so I actually will be talking about another one a little bit later. And I know on uh, last week's Save It for the Cast, or on a recent Save It for the Cast, I don't know if it was last week's or not, but I talked real quickly about uh, Floppy Nights, and I'm not going to dig into that. Uh, but after I was streaming some Floppy Nights, which is a really cool turn-based tactics game, and we'll, we'll talk some tactics later yeah. as well, but... Uh, 
yeah, I ended up uh, jumping into some Wind Jammers too, which is I didn't actually didn't know it was on Game Pass. I was just kind of like browsing around, and I finally I was having some issues with my Xbox controller uh, disconnecting. I'm having all sorts of technical issues <laughs> these days. But uh, but yeah, I just plugged it in straight for this stream. I was like, I'm just going to plug it in and stop fidgeting with the controller and just play some games. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up playing a little bit of Windjammers, too. I didn't play that much, but I know you probably played probably about the same amount as sure. I did. I played maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. And yeah, Randall's we're always kind of on that Game Pass trade, oh, yeah. or at least trying to trying to keep up. They, they're constantly putting sweet games on there. But yeah. you probably have a little more like I, I am. I'm only vaguely familiar. I might have played the original Windjammers at some point, but you you have played the original yeah. before, right? Because I remember you being kind of like excited for this. Oh yeah, when it got announced or when it. I don't remember when we talked about it before, but you were like, "Oh yeah, Windjammers." Yeah. Um. But yeah, what what was your like experience with Windjammers going into it? Uh. Well, I'm literally wearing a Windjammers shirt right now because <laughs> I knew. Yes. Uh, nice. Yes. But that's amazing. Kind, I I just like the design of the shirt. I'm a little bit of a poser that way, and that you know I've I've played Windjammers a decent amount, but I would not say I'm some Windjammers expert by any means. You know, I just like the game and I like the shirt, so I I and it's. It's very much your style of game. Like it's it's got that like puzzle fighter energy, even though it's a totally different type of game. But yes, not totally arcadey, very like quick. So and and you know and it's uh, the original Windjammers was a Neo Geo title, and like Neo Geo is that's what I was thinking. Yeah, a white whale of a system for me in general, and that's gonna always be unattainable. But uh, you know now a lot of those games get re released on Switch, especially. Uh, which is yeah. awesome, but I think they're on a lot of platforms, uh, which is cool because those games. Yeah, are... those like arcade archives yeah. and stuff. Those are awesome. Yeah. yeah, those are great, and they're great ports. So you know, I don't have to spend. I don't even know how much those cost. Four hundred dollars minimum, on, and who knows who knows the console? But yeah, then, yeah, and let alone the storage space. And... Yeah. So for those of us who only have a passing familiarity with Windjammers, what is it? Yeah, so Windjammers <laughs> is uh, is Thanks, a, yeah. a top-down, um, think Pong meets a fighting game, I guess, is the best way I can describe this. Okay. So I was like half jokingly saying like they're either during the stream or maybe I put it in like the video description after, but I was like, it's kind of like a fighting game meets Pong meets like tennis meets yeah. volleyball. Yeah, I, yeah meets, I, I always thought it was like kind of frisbee volleyball. Basically. Yeah, it's fr- it's yeah. Like, you, it is like frisbee volleyball kind of. Yeah, but it has that fighting game energy and yeah. arcade like structure for sure. Man, you Very, literally like, pick characters that and you play yeah, as like, those characters and but it's top down and you're throwing this frisbee. And ultimately, your goal is to get the Frisbee past the enemy character on the other side of the court behind him. And there's normally different sections on the court behind each character that are worth different amounts of points. And you can kind of, especially as you get better at controlling the game and controlling your Frisbee throws, you can get where you can kind of aim at certain places to try and score, you know, one section right behind the character in the middle, in the center, which might be smaller than the other sections, might be worth five points, whereas the other two sections that surround it are worth three points each, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, more... And it's different on every state. Like, every course has them in... Like, sometimes it's in the center that it's worth five points. Sometimes it's both on the outskirts, like, both sides, like, right by the post. Yes. um, It's worth five points, and the middle's only worth three. So it's kind of different depending on each stage. Yes. Okay. Yeah, which is cool. So that that kind of yeah. offers the variance while being pretty consistent in, you know, uh, the control is basically the same for both Windjammers and Windjammers 2, I'll say. it's it, yeah. it's To me, I was 
able to pick up Windjammers 2 pretty easily because I had that experience with the first one. But that being said, it's not an easy game to learn. It, oh, it is hard. <laughs> it is hard to learn and just hard in general. Another similarity to fighting games that way, I would say, you know, in, in that sense, you know, you need to spend time learning this game's mechanics to feel good about it, I would say. But once you do and it clicks, it's like, oh, okay. I had... I, what I did, I don't know if you had this experience, but I played a few battles on normal. Yep. Like I read the tutorial because there's not like actually a tutorial. You just no. have to like read through and there's like a ton of screens. It's pretty basic. Like it, it explains it pretty well, but it's like this is this type. This is what this button does. Like it breaks it down. It's like about the same amount of complexity as like a Mario tennis game where you have like all your different type. You have like a drop shot, yeah. a slap shot because uh, you can you, you basically have to catch the Frisbee because another way you can get points is if the Frisbee, even if it doesn't cross the goal. If it like lands right. on the Good ground point. on your side, yeah. you get two points. Yep. Um, so there's like a bunch of different ways, but you have like a special meter that you can charge up. Yep. And it's all about timing. Like it, it gets, I'm not good at it, but you can get like into a rhythm where like if you time it instead of catching the Frisbee, if you like time it just right, you can like pop it up into the air yep. and then you can like jump and catch it and like do like almost like a spike, which is that's what made it like feel more like volleyball. Yeah. Every character kind of has like their own special moves and stuff but like some of the characters like they seem like they almost like grab it with like both hands and like slam it into the sand and it like almost like like sonic style like rolls into a ball and like steam rolls you into the net sometimes right. like and especially like uh like other retro volleyball games you know you can kind of tell the frisbees going up in the air and yeah it's not going to go behind your character but it's going to land somewhere on you know the active playing court but you there's a cursor that shows where it's going to land so if your character can get underneath of that early enough you can start building up your power so that when you catch that oh frisbee God you're like powered up and then you're throwing it crazy. And, you know, so there's a lot of like little intricacies with the gameplay that way, you know, again, like a fighting game. Um, yeah. So yeah, very much so. Cause yeah, you even have to do like the little like half circle Hadoukens yes. to put a little like English, like you can really put, cause you can bank it off the walls. Yes. So like not only you can do like a straight shot and have it do like a 45 or a 90 degree angle bank or whatever, but you can also do like a, hook shot so it like keeps slamming against you know like kind of almost rides the rail right and then some characters have a move that like it literally like like goes into the wall almost yep. and like rides along the wall which again a on, on a stage where the five pointers are right on the sides like mm -hmm. that's a huge advantage and every character has like a diff there's basically just like a power there's a one meter with power on one side and speed on the other yep. and it's just like what's the balance of that character like it's not like so it's just how much green for speed and red for uh and it's just like how much how, how well is it balanced if that makes it like there's not yeah. an individual meter for each it just shows like their balance between the two exactly um but it feels really it feels really cool and i love the art style yes. i sometimes aren't really in, i'm i'm not always into like the hand-drawn animation in video games like i sometimes feel like there can be a little bit of a disconnect between the controls yeah. and the animation it's just like can be a little bit delayed or just, i don't know i just uh, there's a lot of games that i play with hand-drawn animation where it just doesn't click for me like even like hollow knight or something you know sure but this game just felt so snappy and energetic and yeah the music's awesome it's got that like sega neo geo yeah. arcade energy it's just very like, much an arcade game despite it not releasing an arcade it has that you know spirituality of an arcade game because that's what the first one was and yeah like dot mu developed this and published yeah. it who also worked on streets of rage 4 which is why they mm, share I such forgot. a similar hand-drawn art they style do. 
Yep. They do have that same style. And it's I, very I thought vibrant. it kind of seemed sim- yeah, and I and I and I liked it in Streets of Rage Me Four too. too. And I was I remember thinking like, man, I don't always like it. And I even when I first saw it, I was like, I don't think I like it. But in action, I was like, ooh, I love Me this. Me too. Me too. It feels great. It's basically you know it. It is new in that there's new characters and new stages, but it's more or less kind of the same game experience just moved to like again like a lot of fighting games like you know like uh, Streets of Rage Four to Five is, is like. Yes, there are obviously differences, but the core mechanics are going to carry through to some degree, right? And that's the same experience here from Windjammers to Windjammers 2. It's more about, like, new visuals, new characters, new stages, and then they kind of put online front and center. Didn't get a chance to try that out, but that's, you know, I think one of the other major factors for this release is, like, this is the new one. Yeah, I was a little bit bummed. I tried playing online and it, it said that because I saw that not only does it have online, it appears to have cross play online. But oh, wow. um, I wasn't able to sync with anybody like it. I saw it. It said there were only 19 players oh. online at the time, which that always Oof. sucks with on like unless you're Rocket League or right. yeah. Apex Legends or one of the just like the huge games like it's got to be so hard to fight for that attention and have an audience obviously i mean if especially because this we played this on game pass like right. i was mentioning earlier so like if you know anybody that's got game pass it's an easy way to sync up with people yeah. but i was like as soon as i saw it had cross play i was like oh i'm i should be able to find somebody for sure and i was like ah oh, man i'm i must be number 19 i must be that one odd <laughs> you know it's a it's one-on-one always like there's no you can't play like two on two or anything like that right. so right. um yeah it must have just been <laughs> i didn't needed to wait around for one more person to join but yeah um, I do want to maybe try to sync up on this at some point if we're ever able to be free to game at the same time. Right? I know that would be that would definitely be fun to go head to head. No, I, it, I do it too. It does have that intensity. It has that. It does. I don't know. I even it, like different game, obviously big time, but like Bust a Move Four yeah. and all those. Like I just I love going head to head with you in games <laughs> like that. So yeah, it just feels like this would be a good time. And the intensity no just kind it. of ramps back and forth and back and forth. And yeah, like I, like you, I started on normal, but I had to go back down to easy, but then I did play through the arcade campaign on easy. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I like, I've, I've got like, it's back in my muscle memory, right? It's in my fingers yeah. again. So then I was able to like, okay, let's crack it back up to normal. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I'm seeing success on normal now that I've done that. So I, that's what I would advise, advise folks just starting out. Or if you haven't played wind jammers in a while and you're going back to two, uh, start on easy just just to get your your bearings. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it back around to that because I don't think I finished that thought. And yeah, I did the same thing. Played a couple matches on easy, got the feeling. I went back to normal and then won a couple matches right. where before I was like, I don't even know what the fuck is happening. And I was like streaming it live. So I'm like trying to figure it out while I'm talking and just like, yeah, never a good move. Yep. I'm just like, what the hell? I'm just getting slammed into the net. Like I thought you're supposed to catch it and I just catch it and get blown into the net. Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey style, man. Like what is going on? The goalie here? didn't turn into a brick wall effectively. <laughs> yeah, I, I need that. <laughs> I need that. Uh, but yeah, I liked how like some of the courses added like the like kind of bumpers. Yeah, in the middle. yeah like, like just the obstructions like, and stuff. It's, it's and, really and that cool. they moved like they were actually like it wasn't just like a stationary object, like a pole. Right. Like it would like actually get bumped from side to side along the net. Like it was really cool. Yeah. Agreed. Really cool twist to the gameplay. Yeah. Fun game. Definitely recommended. And especially if you got Game Pass. Same. But why don't we toss it over? I teased a little strategy action, so why don't I tease it over? Uh, I think we even teased this on the episode that you and I had, John, a tiny bit. Maybe not, but... Yeah, uh, we definitely we talk talked about it. Don't know if that made it to the cast or not. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, I've been playing... Uh, 
triangle strategy, which I know I said you're about to say it. I I checked because I I've been looking. Like we <laughs> we first talked about it on uh, episode ninety one of this when they released oh, the playable demo. Wow. And I had I forgot about that. Yeah, and my first impressions of the game when I played the demo was you know I was so high I really liked on uh. uh, uh project octopath traveler <laughs> the other game by this like division of square enix right um th- that i thought was a really good uh take on the bravely default uh mechanics that they mm-hmm. had started doing and also yeah. like i really love the art style and the storytelling of octopath traveler so yeah that team time. working on uh, a what I would have at the time considered to be like, oh, this is kind of a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm. Like that was everything I wanted, and I was so excited for that. And then I played the demo, and I th- think I remember being like pretty disappointed, but like still cautiously optimistic because it was so different from Final Fantasy Tactics. Sure. And then when uh. Uh, we were talking on the anniversary podcast. You know, I was bringing up one of my favorite tactics games of all time, a, uh, a Fire Emblem uh, Awakening, and that people just kept talking about it. And I you know, that spurred a little memory. I was like, "Hey, I think Triangle Strategy came out," <laughs> and I, <laughs> I checked it out, and I was like, "Yep, it absolutely is out." You know what? I want to play a new strategy game. I want to play i want to keep make having them keep making these types of games so i went out picked it up and started playing it and it is very much not a uh final fantasy tactics game and that i think is something that i like don't know if it was you know communicated enough in like people's expectations or reviews of the game i mean people love i, I love the final fantasy tactics series oh like, yeah I, they're some of my favorite yeah. games of all time but like you know i think a lot of people were disappointed that it wasn't that type of game but then i kept playing it and i started texting my friend who's also in our, our discord no now um and corbett like, uh, no, Zangera. Uh, oh, nice, my nice. Friend. Uh, and we were we were texting each other like out of the blue because he had just picked it up too. And I was like, "Are my expectations for JRPGs like so low, or is this one of the best stories in any JRPG I've ever played Damn. in my life?" Dang. And okay. he, and he was uh, in agreement. He's like, "Yeah, this is just wildly." so much better than like the standard fare of especially what... with a strategy game i mean fire emblem was obviously kind of put that in the forefront a little bit more with the later releases but still and that's yeah but i don't tend to think that no. first and foremost no. yeah but like that the way that i would sell this game like if i were to describe what the you if you were going into this game not knowing what to expect i would not sell this as a strategy game hmm. i would sell this as almost like a point and click adventure game. Oh. Uh, interesting. Because there are I am in chapter 10 of the game right now and I think that there is probably an equal spread of, you know, non-combat like exploration of like arenas where you are talking to NPCs and gathering information and 
Actually, let me back up for a second. <laughs> so <laughs> the the setting for this story is that there are three countries at war and the your kingdom that you are a minor house of uh, is taken over very early on by one of the three kingdoms. And so the uh, king and prince that you were uh, like servants of or mm-hmm. a, a minor house of, uh, they fall and you are this small, like relatively powerless uh, house against a vast nation uh, that has taken you over and another nation that has their own political schemes and machinations. And I have not played a game and that might just be self-selection of like, you know, but I haven't played a lot of RPGs where you are basically powerless and at the whims of so much greater powers than you. Yeah. And the way that the story unfolds is that, you know, you do these little exploration uh, bits where you learn little bits and pieces about like, oh, what the immediate like crisis is at hand. And then you have a voting section for a lot of these like turning points. So it has a bunch of different endings and a bunch of different branching paths. Nice. And you try to people will vote on what they think in your court of like house Wolfort of like, Oh, like here's what I believe we should do. And you can try to use the information that you've gathered in those sections to convince them to whatever way you want them to. Wow. And there's always seven people voting, at least in the parts that I've been so far. And, you know, it's usually like, Oh, here's three for this, three for this and one undecided. So, like, you focus on... You're trying to sway that vote. Is there, like, a small council of, like, the kingdom type of thing going on that way? Yeah. Is that the idea? And they're all, like, playable characters. Yeah. They're all... and they. Oh, nice. I have... Oh, man, the combat is also so good, and the units are so good, but that's... Uh, like so an afterthought so even, at this point. Like, yeah, wow. yeah, I was gonna say. So you would, because if you're talking about that being, I was, I wasn't expecting you to say that after you said, like, oh, I'd kind of almost pitch it more as a point and click adventure kind of thing. But is that more just because of the pacing of it or something? Because I, I'm, it's happy to hear that the combat's also good, you know, and engaging. That's the thing is that like I feel like if you compare it, especially to like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, like yes, there's a story, but like the main gameplay that you are doing is a battle, right? Whereas this, there are equal p- parts of like story and like trying to like gather information or investigating, and then then battle. Like they're they're okay. equal parts. Like the if you just sold this game as a tactics game, like you are selling one third of this game. Like wow. okay. there there is so much more that is just not battles. Um and I think the surprising thing for me at least was that it's done so well. And I think the first time that like that really took me off guard was when I completely failed in changing anyone's vote and like a hundred percent of them went against what i thought but like <laughs> it's that's built into the mechanics he's like all right i trust all your guys's judgment and like we did the thing that i definitely didn't want the story to do wow but like it oh, made kind of cool but it made sense from like i 
I did a piss poor job of convincing people and you know this made their motivations made sense like and, and you thought that you did a piss poor job convincing them because in the more story based thing where you're supposed to gather information to build your case you might have missed a thing or two that would have built your case like this is evoking like a like a visual novel like Phoenix Wright type of thing for me a little bit yeah, from that yeah. perspective yep. like evidence gathering section type of thing going on but also there is the strength of your arguments are guided by three convictions that you can have, which um, I, I meant to have them up right away. I think it's utility, liberty and morality. OK. Yeah. And you are trying okay. to convince people based on the strength of your convictions in those three areas. Makes sense. So I think that if but. Also, it's not just like choices you make in the story that strengthen those ratings. Like as you're like fighting in battles, like if you are like over leveled compared to your opponents, your convictions will like strengthen in one of those three. If you eliminate every enemy on a battle before the end, like battle is done, that will strengthen your convictions in another area. Right. If you buy items regularly, that will strengthen your <laughs> convictions. Like there is so much in this game. Like there's, I have not like played a game that is simultaneously this like, intricate but also this compelling like there are wow. I, I have played jrpgs that have like oh here's like a million characters and they all have their motivations but right. like in this one in particular like every time that like like every country is made up of like a ton of smaller like political actors who all have their own motivations right so at any given time you are allied with one or betraying another and like they are willing to throw you to the wolves <laughs> as quickly as they are to like join your side so like you are constantly like on your feet or backpedaling and like in truly in a position of powerlessness that I don't. I was gonna say it. Wow. It sounds like you're like at the mercy of the game. Like you can yeah. make some decisions, but then those decisions, those decisions that you make, you're then just like stuck with the outcome of those decisions. Like you can't right. be like, oh shoot, I should have done this. Like I like the, at least the way you're framing it. It sounds like it's presented in a way where you you're just like, oh man, that's not what I wanted. But you're you're happy to accept that like that's what happened in the game as opposed yeah. to being like, oh, I should save scum this and figure out a way to get back. And I didn't want that to happen. And maybe mm. I can go back and try to convince them like it. You're just happy to move on and be like, yeah. OK, that's the way it's the way things go. And I'm trying to play this game without a guide as well so nice. that I'm like really just experiencing it as it happens. But like it's also yeah. causing me a lot of anxiety because like <laughs> I was doing it's like I was like, oh, God, I I did not unlock this uh, like dialogue option mm -hmm. there's just a padlock over that and i know oh, that that no. is going to be the one i need they even show you that that's not yeah uh, that's not oh. cool don't do that to me game oh yeah that's a little oh. brutal but i, I did don't rub it in my pain. face the one thing i did look up is that in new game plus it does show you like the i think it one you get all of the units that you get nice. because i think if you do go in different like story directions you get different characters um, okay but it also will tell you, like, instead of a little pop-up in the right-hand corner of the screen that says, Serenoa's uh, convictions have been strengthened, it'll actually tell you, like, what your uh, each option will do in what of those three, 
like areas and yeah. like it'll, i think it will give even the like number amount of like how it will do so then you can com- actually see like the inner workings of the decisions you make so like i i, like I really want to like get to the point where i get to play this game uh like second time through but like Oh boy, it's it's a lot already. <laughs> yeah, how much time have you put in so far? Honestly, like for me, I would say a, a short amount, <laughs> a like, reasonable <laughs> amount of time, like thirty hours probably. But okay, yeah, because right. I feel like yeah, usually when you're like, oh, I started Dark Souls, I'm about seventy five hours in or whatever. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, just, just started, area. just booted it up. <laughs> yeah, just booted up, to, yeah. gave it a little try. But um, <laughs> also, all the all the characters are unique and like all have. Like there isn't really, there's not a job system. So that's one of the things I was upset about. There aren't even, there's not really even equipment. There's really? accessories, which give you like slight boosts, but wow. there are does skill that streamline trees. things a little. It does. Like that's the, that's the nice thing. Like there's yeah. like, like a sacrifice, but maybe worth it kind of. Right. Like they put, and the stuff that you can customize, like the skill tree is like, oh, well, I'm using like the items that I've gathered in battles or like side missions to level up like the one weapon that this character has Mm. and then or it like unlocks an ability that they have so like that's nice and like it's uh, that every character has their own unique abilities and like one of the like first characters you get is an assassin who she moves twice or she attacks acts twice each turn and i'm like well she's the main character of this game Heck like yeah i, yeah, I, yeah, I, no I don't doubt care about, about the main character like yeah, i care about this stuff. this perfect assassin who <laughs> i just have given her everything and it's been great man it, it almost kind of reminds me of the structure like de- definitely different but the way you're describing it that less in depth on the in between the battles and stuff but it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the mario and rabbits kingdom battle structure a little bit like oh you go in play a battle then you kind of have a hub i think i'm just kind of thinking that because yeah. of like the isometric camera and like i don't know why i'm thinking of thinking of that i guess it's one of there's, the few games there's a I've lot played. more love, movement a freedom of movement in those games as well but yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the, I do like yeah the continuity between Oh, here's the area that I'm exploring versus here's the battle that I'm ta- doing in the same place. Right. I guess it's like sort of like that, right? Like it's like you're on a path and then it like you're battling, but in that zone, it doesn't go to like a battle area. It's like j- it's in the actual world, right? And it's not like even an open it. world. It's like uh, like Octopath was an open world, but like this one is yeah. you're you have an overworld map that like, you know, has little icons that you like can will select for the next battle or for the next investigation side or the next like side like story like yeah okay. there's stuff that like you don't even need to watch but like he's like hey let's see what the other kingdom is doing and it's like oh shit that's gonna be the next <laughs> chapter because i the things are going bad for me <laughs> 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 well, man. so good I, I i'm really pleasantly surprised by it that sounds fantastic. That's great to hear. Yeah, especially when it was like it wasn't like you picked it up on day one. It was like, oh yeah, I forgot that that game was coming yeah. out. That's kind of like a nice little like bonus almost. Yeah, really good. Um, nice. Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, I mentioned I was going to talk a little tactics uh, myself and just briefly because uh, I'll I'll put a link to this in the uh, episode description here because we did a stream the other day or I did a stream with uh, the developer of this game called Tiny Folks. The developer is uh, Pierre Vander Mason. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
Um, he's from uh, France or lives in France at least. Um, and yeah, we ended up, I ended up, uh, sending him a message on discord. He sent the game our way and, uh, I, he was, uh, actually updating us like in the discord, we have like a share your stuff channel and he was like updating, like showing us the monsters in the game nice. and like a bunch of the pixel art along the way. And we were all like, oh yeah, there was even, yeah, there's just a ton of cool stuff and just a, it's a, got a really expressive, like one bit pixel art style. So there's a little more to it than just strictly one bit, but it's kind of got that you know, super simplified aesthetic. But anyways, like I had sent him a message like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to probably do a stream of the game if you want to maybe sync up for it. And, uh, he was under the impression like, Oh, we'll do like a phone call. And I was like, Oh, I thought we were just going to do like text chat. Uh, so I was like, but if you want to be a Guinea pig and try it out, I've never done it before, but we can give it a try. And, uh, not only is the game tiny folks amazing, but, uh, Pierre is like one of the nicest people around and really That's took awesome. kind of the load off of me on the stream. We ended up playing for like two and a half hours wow. and like, it was more of like, I didn't really like normally when I'm playing a game, I'm just kind of like either cursing because I'm dying a bunch like in Bell Boomerang <laughs> or uh, or I'm just kind of like, you know, just BSing about whatever. Like I'm talking about the game mechanics or whatever. But in this case, I was just we were just kind of like back and forth having a conversation or he'd be like describing stuff or every now and then I'd maybe pause and say like, hey, what? what should I do here? Should I continue this battle or should I go back to the town and, you know, go to sleep and replenish my health or whatever? Um, and he's like, yeah, maybe you're not quite ready for the boss yet. Go back, go back to town. But for the most part, we were just kind of like, he was like interacting with whoever was talking in the chat. I guess he's actually been like developing the game on streams and stuff. Um, but it was crazy to think like, to me, like the first thing you, I thought immediately you boot the game up and uh, it's got like the title screen and like all the there's a few different like pixel art characters like bobbing their head to the music like it's he nice. said he didn't do it on purpose. It just ended up working out. He's like, I just I guess I just like to work in the same kind of rhythm with the mm-hmm. pixel art and the music <laughs> or whatever. But he he told me the music was like an afterthought for the game. Uh, just kind of like, oh, I whipped it up like just kind of like I had all these different zones like I had to make a bunch of different music and the music is amazing. Like it is like a soundtrack worth purchasing, in my opinion, like it nice. just it was blowing my mind how good it was. And especially knowing that he was just like, oh, yeah, I just also did every not only did I do every single element of this game, but I also did the music, which Man. I guess that's included in there, obviously. But um, yeah, I just had a really good time. It had a little more depth than I expected. So it's like a turn based tactics game. That has like kind of that double layer where you have like your turn based battles where you're going. There's like an overworld map, kind of like you're talking about with uh, Triangle Strategy. Like there's an overworld map with a bunch of different biomes on it that like start out on the easier side and they get harder and harder. You can replay them and basically on easy, you have unlimited time. Uh, On normal, you have 45 days and on hard, I think you have 30 days or something like that. So each day, like if you're, you know, if your character uh, one of your characters goes down to like half health and it's all permadeath. And like, if anybody dies, you have to like keep, re- you have to go back to like the town area and like recruit uh, new people from the town and then upgrade them in the town and upgrade new buildings in the town and nice. upgrade like the, that you can upgrade, like there's like probably seven or six different like buildings you can build, maybe even eight. And then you can upgrade those to like multiple tiers where that you can then like craft different buffs nice. out of the, Stuff you, you know, grab, obviously bosses, if you're able to kill a boss, give you like the most resources and money. Uh, But yeah, it's just like it's got so many layers to it where like I'm it's one of those games where like I'm I even was saying this on the stream, too. It's like uh, especially getting a little bit of insight from Pierre. But like it's one of those games where like I started playing it kind of like we were talking about with the Windjammers, too, like. 
Um, like you kind of, I like now that I have a feel for it, it's like, I almost don't want to finish out. I probably played about like 20 or 30 days through on the stream, probably about halfway through the 45 days. I just played on normal, Yeah. but now I'm like, I feel like it would be better for me to just start from scratch now that I kind of know. Cause you have to kind of learn the ropes as you go. Like you don't really know what this building that you build is going to do until you build it. But now that I know what it does, I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to build that first. Maybe I want to build like the, um, the like melee training first or the militia training or whatever so I can upgrade my weapons and upgrade my relics or I guess you can't upgrade your relics but you can buy different like perma buffs that upgrade your stats but it's it really comes down to like there's a lot of just little detailed touches like it's another game that you can play entirely with your mouse just kicking back on the recliner like I was during the stream just <laughs> on the armrest oh yeah and uh it just yeah it feels great like everything feels like the buttons are really juicy like when you click on them even like the cursor itself like when you click on it it has like this like outline like it doesn't make a sound or anything but just everything feels really satisfying to play in the balance like yeah I started saying I didn't even finish it but like you have to like you can have when you start you can have only I think up to two people in your party at a time but as you like upgrade the size of your town and you're in you can have up to five people in a battle at a time and I think maybe up to ten members of the town overall but again like you're upgrading like if one of your characters dies that you spent some time upgrading and it takes them like a whole day to upgrade so you have to like really there's just so much to juggle like you can put up to two characters like into once you upgrade the inn enough you can put two characters into like this extra rest mode i forget what it's called but they're able to like if instead of taking four or five days to recover they can just recover overnight nice um no matter how hurt they are um And yeah, I don't know. I just I was so impressed with like the whole package, just every little detail of like the little intro scene, almost like kind of like, you know, how like Kirby games will have like that little intro when you go to like a new world or a new level. Oh, yeah. That little kind of like almost like a Pac-Man intro sequence. Like there's like a little like kind of like diorama with like a little extra. So I love that level of polish when that happens in games. Yeah. And it really makes the like the more like simplified like one bit pixel art sprites like have more character to it because you get to see this more detailed version of the area before you dive in uh but it's just yeah it's just so snappy so it's such an impressive game and it's only uh, pierre sent this one our way but uh it's only five bucks which is absolutely mind-blowing it's actually doing really well for him i think he just posted today on twitter and said uh uh, he just broke like ten thousand sales uh, for the game already which is crazy like it just came out a couple weeks ago um, but he was like, yeah, I feel like it's just the price. It's kind of a low entry. Like he was saying on the stream, just like it's a low entry point. So people feel like it's kind of low risk. Right. And then they realize, oh, there's actually some like depth to this yep. and word it's of mouth. Playable and yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you can find that right balance for you. Like easy is like no time limit. So it's just about beating, you know, just beating the game. Ooh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I really like that. Yeah. It's just you can find the right balance for you. I think he he's even done a few patches since the game came out already. Um, and is planning on doing, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to like do a DLC or anything crazy, but, um, he's like, I definitely plan on like keeping it polished and making sure there's nothing, you know, going wrong and might add a few things here and there, but yeah, just all the little details of like the status effects and the attack animations, like it just like in those moments, like there's just a little extra detail to the pixels Mm -hmm. and the sound effects and the, it's just like a little, it's like two bit instead of one bit during those moments. It feels, you know, it just like ups the res of the animation or something. And it just feels really, it's a special game. I, I really thought it was a really cool game. It was a ton of fun. Like I, I mentioned that, uh, uh, Pierre developed the game a bunch on his streams and whatever. And like a bunch of the people that I guess were watching him develop the game along the way, were hanging out in the chat and asking him a bunch of questions. And that's cool. Again. Yeah. He just took the load off and basically just, 
talked for most of the time and entertained everybody and entertained me as well. I was like, man, this is great. I'm, I'm truly just kicking back on the recliner <laughs> and enjoying this game while, uh, while getting a little bit of insight on the, on the design. So I'm really hoping to do some more streams like that. I, I think we have a couple more lined up. I don't want to say it a hundred percent for sure, but especially with these computer and uh, tech issues I've been having lately, you never know. But, uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing more stuff like this because it went pretty much without a hitch and yeah, couldn't, couldn't have been a kinder, uh, person to, to try it out with it. It, it was awesome. I, I'm like just gushing right now. <laughs> like I, I, I can't believe how well it went. It was awesome. So kind of cool. the same way I felt about the game jam. It's just like, man, everything's going pretty well these days. So nice. that's awesome. Yeah. I think we can, uh, probably wrap it up there though. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back as always uh, next week for some more video game chat. But in the meantime, you can find us on the internet, pursuingpixels.com. We're pretty much on every platform that you can imagine. Just look up Pursuing Pixels and you'll probably find us there. But uh, yeah, until uh, next week, we will uh, catch you then and take care. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>